Hey, this is Mark Morton, and you're listening to Sonic Perspectives. another interview with Sonic Perspectives. My name is Samantha Buckman, and today I am joined by Mark Morton, longtime guitarist of American metal band Lamb of God. It's been about 20 years since the breakthrough album New American Gospel. This is the band's first full-length album under the Lamb of God name in five years. So what is the big sounds and styles that Lamb of God is bringing to the new decade? Um, well, I think really... It's just a conglomerate of really a lot of the different sort of styles and approaches we've we've touched on over the course of, as you pointed out, a, a two-decade recording, releasing career. Um, so I think over the course of, of that time, we've delved into lots of different little corners of the genre and different, uh, you know, stylistic approaches. And this album, to me, feels like it, it really brings a lot of those kind of things together. So, you know, again, all within the heavy metal um, lane of a of a kind of thrash metal band, but um, it, it brings a lot of those elements together. It's a very dynamic record. It's um, it's it's a very contemporary record, very modern in terms of, of its uh, lyrical content. It's very topical. Um, it just feels current I, to me, both musically and uh, and lyrically. The first thing that really caught my attention when I heard about this album is its title. When a band makes a self-titled album that's a very definitive statement what made this album feel right to be the lamb of god album yeah that's a popular question in these interviews and, and i wish i had some kind of definitive answer it was really just sort of a gut check it just felt right um you know obviously self-titled albums are popular most fans have one and um it's certainly come up for us before that option but it always felt like kind of a cop-out every time it ever came out before like like uh, like we just couldn't think of something. And, and this time, you know, we had song title ideas and um, we had plenty of, you know, themes to pick from um, in terms of the content. But I just think right now we find ourselves as kind of accepting our position as a, a veteran band in our world. And we've uh, we find ourselves in this place of sort of confidence with that position and feel like we're still uh, making relevant, very inspired music. And it just kind of sat right this time. So you did say that you do think of yourself as a veteran act now. How do you keep your music fresh and exciting after so many years of creating and playing? Yeah, um, it's a fair question. I, I think it's the same way we always have, really, which, you know, and this isn't an implication for any other bands, but I, I only really have this band to speak of, uh, this context. But Lamb of God has never, ever once made any kind of creative decision based on what we thought our fans might want or a label might want or a critic might want or, um, you know, chasing any kind of trend or, or what have you. So we've always been 
uh, I think to our credit, and I'm proud to say, we've always been creatively, artistically very genuine and very honest. And I think when that's the approach and, and when that's, um, you know, when, when that's the agenda and that's the measure of success, it just becomes a real um, kind of natural process. It just becomes something we do because that's what we do. So I think the process of writing and recording material for us um, is cathartic and it's very rewarding. And fortunately, it still feels that way. And I think as long as it does, we're going to uh, keep keep doing it, you know. So you did mention that this album addresses a lot of modern things thematically. Could you dive a little deeper into the main concepts that really drive the album? Well, I mean, there are there are a number of them. I mean, it's, I guess, as many songs are on the album. But, I mean, some of the things that kind of pop up in terms of the lyrical content, uh, you know, there's a... There's a song called Reality Bath that, that addresses uh, the, the phenomenon of school shootings that we have here in the U.S. and uh, also talks about climate change and the impact that has on people. Um, there are songs that are kind of politically motivated and sort of, um, I guess, just acknowledging or referencing how chaotic and, and sort of how tense these times can be sort of worldwide. Um, the, the sort of the, the divisiveness we feel as a as a community as a society. Uh, there are songs about plugging from all that and you know rem- reminding ourselves to be in the moment and be mindful that there is actually a lot of beauty in the world and there is actually a life to be led uh, that you uh, you know won't be broadcast on CNN or on Instagram and and I think those are all important themes. Uh, you know, there's a balance there between being uh, aware. Uh, of what's happening in the world and, and being, you know, educating oneself, but also uh, appreciating and living life and, and enjoying what, you know, what we have and being grateful for the moments that are that are real and are genuine. With these more positive themes on the record, and then you have songs titled, like, New Colossal Hate, how do you balance those positives and negatives, especially as an act that really went heavy with this album? I mean... A few of these songs are incredibly heavy. So how do you balance the positivity and the heaviness and some of the darker themes? I don't think it's really uh, a consideration. Again, I think we we don't really roll into this with, like, a strategy or, or some formula um, of, you know, keeping things balanced and keeping, uh, you know, analyzing it. Um, that, on that level, I think, again, we just kind of write naturally, and those things seem to kind of work themselves out, you know? Is there one track that you connect with more thematically than others? Ooh, there are a couple standouts for me. I mentioned Reality Bath. I, those are some of my favorite lyrics that Randy Bly has ever written, um, just because I think they're so powerful, particularly the first verse of that song where he's um, sort of putting the protagonist, putting himself as the singer, um sort of in the experience of a young girl going to school and being scared of a school shooting. That's, that's really powerful stuff, especially as a father to a, a daughter. I have a nine-year-old daughter, and um, that song really is kind of chilling to me because it's real, you know, it's a real real thing. Uh, so that's a real powerful one, I feel like. Uh, Memento Mori, too, is the first song on the album, and uh, that song, just it's very dramatic musically. It's... it's, it's uh, it's very dynamic. It's really powerful. Uh, just, just the instrumental is, and then um, the message of the lyric is, is again, that's you know one of those songs that's talking about um, staying in the moment and kind of um, eliminating all the chatter and all the 
the doom and gloom that's so addictive and so intriguing to our culture uh, and, you know, going outside and appreciating life for what it, for what it is kind of in the moment. And outside of the actual um, lyrical parts of the album, what was songwriting like for you, especially coming off of a year where you had your first solo release? How has your solo work impacted your work with Lamb of God, or has it at all? Yeah, uh, I appreciate the question. I, uh, you know, I, I kind of write simultaneously. Uh, I, I don't even know if that's the right way to categorize it. I just write, and what comes out comes out. So I honestly was writing songs for, for the first solo project um, without knowing or realizing I was writing a solo project. I just knew, you know, I kind of feel like sometimes an, an antenna, and just whatever comes out, comes out, and I document it, and I'll put it in a different file if it doesn't feel like it's right for Lamb of God. So almost all of that solo material wouldn't have ever really fit into the context, into the lane of what Lamb of God does. So we just sort of started stacking up, and then I realized that the stuff was pretty good and played for someone else and my producer, and he felt the same way, and that, you know, that project was sort of born. So the writing process really isn't all that different, but I will say that I worked on a couple of these solo projects has really kind of shaken my snow globe up a little bit in the sense that it, um, it's, it's reawakened me to the idea of collaboration. And, you know, Lamb of God is a band and we all contribute creatively, but you sort of get, at least me as an individual, get kind of caught into a process where I feel like, um, you know, I've got an answer for this and that and the other thing. And, and I, 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 I value my other band members' input, um, but I almost expect I know what they're going to want to do or, or what their opinion is going to be, that kind of thing. And it kind of informs your decision-making as you're writing. And I think, ironically, having done a solo project where I worked with so many outside artists, um, I, it was very collaborative. It was a solo project in the sense that it was my name on it, but a lot of the people I was working with were contributing creatively. And it again, it's sort of like, flipped the script for me and, and, and reawakened me or, or at least uh, kind of increased my awareness of the value of being open-minded and collaborative and no idea is a bad idea and you never know what, you know, it doesn't matter who has the best idea in the room. It just matters that it, you know, that it, that it gets considered and that, that it's right for the song. Speaking of collaboration with other artists, um, this latest Lamb of God album sees the first line of change that the band has had in about two decades. How did that play into writing the album, and what did it change having um, Chris Adler leave? The writing process, the actual process, wasn't that different. In fact, it wasn't different at all. Um, our songs are, the music for our songs are always written on guitar first by either myself or Willie Adler, our other guitar player, or, or some, you know, the two of us together. So musically, that's kind of where the songs always start. Um, and then lyrically, it's, you know, Randy doing most of it and me contributing a little bit and helping out when appropriate or when needed or, you know. Uh, so so in that sense, the, the, the composition has is the same. Um, it certainly was a fresh energy, and this is no dig against Chris. I want to start by saying Chris... Chris Adler is an incredibly talented drummer. We made a ton of great music together, and I'm really proud of, of, of that work. And I'm like a lot of people in our field are really, really looking forward to what he does next. Um, but that said, you know, Art is a phenomenal talent. 
very creative. He's, uh, I'd say, about 15 years younger at least than most of us. So he has this kind of fresh energy and these wide eyes, and his eyes and ears are wide open, and he's so unbelievably skilled um, that we really we never missed a beat. But we but we really didn't, you know what I mean, because uh, uh, of just how plugged in he was to that process and how willing he was to and excited he was to learn how we do things. You know, he was a professional touring recording artist before he joined the band, but he still had, there was a learning curve in how we do things. And, um, you know, we were admittedly at a little bit higher level, I guess, than most of the stuff he had been working on. So um, there was a process for him. He definitely at times felt like he was thrown in the deep end, but uh, turns out he can swim. I, yeah, I was really impressed with how well it integrated into that Lamb of God sound when I was listening to the album. It definitely stays true to the sound you guys have established so far. Yeah, I think so. You know, we art, we have this unique situation with Art where, as I mentioned, he's a lot younger than us. And so his favorite band when he started playing drums was Lamb of God. So he kind of learned to play, uh, playing to our songs and our music, and that is ingrained in him. And we have this wonderful asset available to us that when we're working on a part or a song or a structure or a transition and we're not sure which version we like or, or where we want to go art has this ability to listen as a fan so he will and often does say well as a lamb of god fan this is what i think sounds coolest or what most directly references this era of the band or what have you and that that's the kind of input that we can't really necessarily have because we're a little too close you know and so where do you see lamb of god just moving in the future assuming you guys can get on tour again soon and get out to see the world again. Well, I mean, I think we have a new album that we're really excited about, so we definitely look forward to doing some touring to support that. Um, I'm really optimistic that that'll be this year. Um, And outside of that, you know, I I just feel like, again, we we were doing this before anyone ever listened, Um, and I imagine we'll still be doing it even when there's, listening to us so you know it's it's really an honor to have our music reach so many people and touch people's lives all around the world and just to be a part of that process is is a thrill and it's something i'm really grateful for as terms of where we are going in the future i mean i think we're just going to keep making music because that's what we do all right well thank you so much for your time i really appreciated your insights my pleasure thanks a lot man have a good one bye-bye bye-bye you just heard an interview with Mark Morton from Lamb of God. Make sure to follow Sonic Perspective, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to hear more interviews like this one and much more. To close out today, we'll be listening to a single from Lamb of God's upcoming self-titled album, a song called Checkmate.